0: And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church people
1: in this world that do not know the name of Jesus thinking outside of America that have been born into Circumstances that are beyond our train of thought. Amen. It's humbling. But even more so is to think of America. To think of home. The people who do not know the name of Jesus and the power that is in it. Amen. There is power in the name of Jesus. Amen. When you think About what the name Jesus represents. From the beginning of this book. Until present day. When you say Jesus. You have every testament. Backing you up. Amen. That's why the enemy does not want you to understand the power that is in the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God, I'm thankful, 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 thankful to be called into this marvelous light. Amen. If you have your Bibles, I'm going to read briefly from the book of Leviticus, chapter 16. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord Leviticus chapter 16 and I'm just going to read the first two verses and then I will reference the more of the chapter in my message and the Bible says in Leviticus chapter 16 verse 1 and the Lord spake unto Moses after the death of the two sons of Aaron when they offered before the Lord and died. And the Lord said unto Moses, Speak unto Aaron thy brother, that he come not at all times into the holy place, within the veil before the mercy seat, which is upon the ark, that he die not. Amen, that he die not. For I will appear in the cloud, Upon the mercy seat. And I just want to speak. To be very honest. It's more of a thought than a message tonight. So just bear with me. And and let me just share it with you. If you will. But I want to speak for just a moment. On this thought. The price of atonement. The price of atonement. Let's pray. Lord God I love you. I thank you God for the privilege. And the honor Lord to be in your place again. God to be within this house and feel your presence God don't let us ever take it for granted Lord I pray God that you would use me as a mouthpiece tonight to convey only what heaven would want to say God in your name I pray Lord that we'd be anointed Lord to hear a word from heaven tonight and in Jesus mighty name I pray amen you may be seated in Jesus name the beginning of this 16th chapter refers to the death of Aaron's two sons. And I know that I'm speaking to people tonight who are more than likely familiar with the story of Aaron's sons. But just in case, what had happened, as with many people who died by the hand of the Lord in Scripture, dealing with the things of the tabernacle, they you could pretty much just say they got too close for comfort. They did not respect the house of God, therefore they died. They, they grew complacent and they grew lazy, if you will, to the practices of God. But more importantly, what they did was they took the censers and they took coals off of the altar. And they put strange incense within the censer. And they offered up a strange sacrifice to God. Amen. Amen. You could basically say that they took the practices that they may have seen in Egypt. Where the the priests of Pharaoh offered unto their pagan gods. And they tried to bring that offering to God, and he killed them on the spot. The Bible says that fire came from the Lord and smote them, amen, because there has always been one way to approach God. God has always had a law, and we need to understand that even today in 2016, God still upholds and his law is still dear to him, amen. We still have laws of God today. Amen. So from this point on, we find that God told Moses, basically to let Aaron know, you cannot just come however you want to into my presence, into the Holy of Holies and make, and, and make, uh, make communion with God, if you will. He said, from here on out, since you cross this line, from here on out, there's going to be a day of atonement, in other words. And God gave Aaron specific instructions for this day of atonement. He was to take a young bullock for a sin offering and a ram for a burnt offering. The Bible says that they had they would bring two of the young goats and that they would cast lots before them. One of them was to be used for a sacrifice, and the other was to be used for what the Bible called a scapegoat. They would sacrifice the one, and they would take the scapegoat, and they would basically put the sins on that goat of the congregation, if you will, and they would take a man to run into the wilderness and release this goat. He had to go far enough in the wilderness that this beast could not find its way back into the congregation. There was always precise instructions. And even to this day, men cannot wrap their mind around why God was so meticulous in the way he wanted atonement to work. It just did not make sense to man. Amen. But nevertheless, he even told them that there was going to be a certain garment that the high priest would wear, that Aaron himself would wear. And he said this was a holy garment. He told them that you have to go and wash yourself before you even touch this garment. And he said, "You cannot put this garment on if you are unclean." Amen. There were specific instructions for the way that the that the the blood was to be applied. The blood of the bullock was to be applied to the mercy seat. Amen. He had to go in. He had to sprinkle the blood on the mercy seat, and then he had to sprinkle the blood of the 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 the, the goat on the mercy seat as well. Amen. There were specific instructions to the way that God wanted the day of atonement to work. It was only one day a year. It was the 10th day of the 7th month of the year that God said, you do this ceremony for me, and I will come down in the cloud and meet you upon the mercy seat. Amen. So the process of the day of atonement was created after Aaron's sons took strange fire the Bible calls it, before the Lord, and they were killed. God still takes his laws seriously. Amen. He still takes his laws seriously. He takes it seriously when we disobey his laws, and he takes it to heart when we do obey his laws. Amen. We may not see... Many cases of sudden death when somebody does something wrong. But you better be certain that it is still being recorded in the day that we live in. Because the day of atonement may not still stand today. But the process of atonement still stands. Amen. Atonement in the Old Testament was for the remission, for the the atonement of sin. And if we can, just think about how dirty the process was. This wasn't some cute church service. They didn't get to pull the bull in and just kill it. They had to get involved. The high priest had to get some blood on his hands, if you will. And here we find that it was told that they sacrificed these animals. There was blood in the tabernacle. The most holy place in God's word was the tabernacle. And they had to take sacrifice in. We find that the price of atonement was met every year by the sacrifice of these pure animals. Amen. The best of the best were brought for sacrifice unto God. The best of the best. And that was the price of atonement for their sins. Amen. But, but time after time throughout the entire Old Testament, we find that even though there is a day of atonement, the children of Israel keep falling back into the same old routine. They were held captive. They were getting into trouble. They were, they were constantly, it seems like, turning their backs on God, and God was sick of it. Just time and time again, reading through the Old Testament, you hear of how God was angered at these people but yet he was always merciful on the day of atonement to forgive their sins, amen, because God is a merciful God, amen. In the book of Hebrews, we find that Jesus was addressed as the great high priest, amen. And we find that in the New Testament, the day of atonement had changed God had taken his original plan and, if you will, turned it on its face. It was no longer meant to be a young bullock and two goats, amen. But he, he became the sacrifice. The high priest that used to, used to offer the sacrifice to God became the sacrifice, if you will. Amen. That's why he was called the great high priest, And you would find that no more sacrifices would have to be made to God because he was the ultimate sacrifice. Amen. There is still a law to God's word. Amen. If you look at the layout of the Old Testament tabernacle, we have the plan of salvation still to this day. The first piece of furniture that you would come to was the brazen altar. The first act of salvation is repentance. We have to meet God at an altar of repentance, but this is where we have to be careful because anybody can repent. And God will be sure to meet them at the altar. But if they stop at the altar, God will leave them there. Amen. You have to go farther than repentance. Next was the laver where the priest would wash. That's where we find baptism. Only in Jesus' name. Amen. And then you would go beyond the laver and you would find the holy of holies. Only one man could go behind the veil. Only one man could go behind the veil and see the most prized possession of Israel, which was the Ark of the Covenant. Amen the ark of the covenant represented the anointing of god it represented the hope for israel amen where the anointing was they used to they used to take it to battle because where the anointing was that's where god was amen he was always he was always present with the ark amen It amazes me to think that only one time a year, only one man could experience the presence of God. Face to face with God. Amen. And it still amazes me today the way that God has his plan laid out. Because to this day, we have face to face communication with God. It is no more hidden behind a veil. It is no more for one man to see. Amen. But when Jesus, when God himself robed himself in flesh and came to this earth, called his name Jesus. He lived and he died for the lost humanity of this world. And he told his disciples, he said, I'm going to send you a comforter, which we know as the Holy Ghost. Amen. I want to always be careful to understand that the same power that is represented by the Ark of the Covenant in the Old Testament dwells within, within us as the Holy Ghost. Amen. It is the very Spirit of God. But there is still a price of atonement. Jesus paid the ultimate price, but we still have to visit the plan of the tabernacle. Amen. We still have to visit an altar of repentance to make sure that we are right with God. We still have to go beyond that altar. Paul said that he died daily. What it was, we have to die out to flesh. You have to pray in the spirit. That's what God wanted. He didn't give you the Holy Ghost to sit on it. Amen? It's to develop and cultivate a relationship with God. Praise the Lord. And that's what Paul was admonishing the church to do, the New Testament church to do. He said that he died daily. He said, follow me as I follow Christ. Amen. Paul made many references to praying in tongues. To praying in tongues. This is the communication with God. Amen. Because we find that after after the, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, the plan for the day of atonement was no longer needed there was no longer a high price of atonement to, to cleanse one of of sin but it was just the fact that you'd be willing to repent of your sins be baptized in Jesus name and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost but we need to understand that in the world that we live in today and I don't, I don't say that derogatory because I know that we that we grasp this but I pray that we are reminded amen that in the day that we live people are always looking for the quick remedy amen that's why we have once saved always saved But God still doesn't work like that. Amen. There may be some power in a sinner's prayer to admit that you need God. But if you stop at that altar, you'll go no further. Because God is only going to draw close to you as you draw close to him. That's scripture. That's scripture. And the price of our atonement today is a relationship with God. To constantly be before the Lord. The plan of the tabernacle and the day of atonement never worked for Israel. So God said, I'm going to step down into humanity. I'm going to robe myself in flesh and do away with this plan because the veil separated every man on the face of the earth except for one from the presence of God but the fact that we have the power of God within us means that we have access to unlimited communication with God That means that you can go as deep as you want to go in God. Because he said, the closer you get to me, the closer I'll get to you. That's why Paul said he died daily through prayer, through fasting, through communication with God. Because it goes against everything in our flesh to communicate with a God we cannot see. Amen. It still takes sacrifice. To communicate with God. It still takes faith. To communicate with God. Even though we come into this place. And we feel his spirit so alive. It still takes killing our flesh daily. To communicate with God. This is the price of our atonement. We have to be in constant relationship. We have to be in constant pursuit. Of the will of God. Of the desires of God. Amen. And that is the price of our atonement. To be cleansed of one's sin by the very power of God. It amazes me. See, we're so numb to death in the world that we live in. It is, it's, you know, you may be sad for a little while, but when you see, even in the news, the masses of people that are killed or that die daily, our society is numb to death. Amen. And this was the proof. If anybody ever asks that Jesus was God. You think of the thousands of animals that were sacrificed on the day of atonement. Throughout the years. It took the blood of one man to stop it. But the powerful thought is not the fact that a man freely gave his life. I say this respectfully, but you look at our men in service. They sacrifice their lives every day. And I thank God for them. But it wasn't the fact that a man sacrificed his life. When he hung on that cross, he carried the same breath, that uttered the first words of in the beginning. Amen. It took a God to die on the cross to change the plan of salvation forever. Amen. And on the day of Pentecost, when he gave us his spirit, on the day of Pentecost, when Peter stood up with the others and said, repent and be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of, Repent for the remission of your sins and be baptized in Jesus' name, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That power that came to us on that day where, where the church was born, where he said you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. That would forever change the plan of salvation. That would forever change the day of atonement. It was no longer needed. You didn't need sacrifices of animals anymore. But he said, seek me and you'll find me. That's what Jesus said. Amen. That is our price of atonement if we seek God daily. If we seek God, we have to pursue after him. We have to chase after God. And that is the price of our own salvation. Nobody can do it for you. Nobody can make up your mind for you or live your life for you. But it takes an individual making up their mind that they're going to do what is right. Amen. That they're going to do what is right. As, and as I come to a close, if the musicians want to get ready. We need to keep in mind that it was up to the priest to make atonement for the entire congregation of Israel. It was up to one man to seek forgiveness. For the sins of an entire nation. If you had sinned, your blood was riding on his hands. That's a pretty scary thought. But in Hebrews, when they call Jesus the great high priest, you think about the Great Commission. He wasn't just talking to his disciples, but he was talking to everybody that was listening that day. And when it was recorded in scripture, he was talking to everybody that would ever read his word. When he said, go ye, therefore, and preach the gospel. The weight of atonement was passed from the high priest to the congregation. No more was it going to be up to one man to seek atonement for a nation. But Jesus said it's going to be in your hands. It's going to be up to you to find it for yourself. Amen. And the price of our atonement is that we must constantly be in pursuit of God. Amen. We must constantly be in pursuit of God. We still have to remember his laws because God is his law. Amen. Amen. The price of atonement would no longer mean that anyone had to die after Jesus hung on the cross. But the price of atonement became our own. To seek after the face of God. That's why the veil was torn. Amen. That's why the veil was torn. I'm so thankful for this truth. We are so blessed to know this truth. I don't ever want to forget it either. Because it didn't have to be that way. I could be just one of the millions who had no clue. Who had no clue. Amen. But there is still power in Jesus. He was the ultimate price, but we still have our own today. Amen. Can we stand all across this sanctuary? Lord, I love you, God. I love you, Jesus. Thank you, God, for the principles of your word. Lord, I love you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
0: This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church.